Hey, what's up guys? Welcome back to Director Showdown, uh, episode 7. Lucky number 7. Yeah, lucky, lucky number, number seven. 7. All right. Uh, back with the, back on uh, Spielberg side of things this yeah, week. I don't, I don't know how we're, uh, we're, we're still alive after watching all those boring Spielberg movies. <laughs> you mean Kubrick movies? I think that's what, that's what you meant to say. Triggered. <laughs> I mean, you gotta uh, sit through a fucking three-hour fest on goddamn <laughs> Barry Lyndon, you mean? Three and a half hours? Fair enough. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, this week we uh, decided to check out uh, Saving Private Ryan, the 1998 uh, Spielberg War epic. Um, yeah, classic World War II, um, almost an action movie. We'll get into this later, oh, but enough, I, yeah. I, I'll get into that later. I don't think it's an action movie, but um, yeah, I mean, this is uh, especially, well, I'm Brent. Let's not, Jesus Christ, let's not like wait, get ahead wait, of ourselves. who the fuck are you? I, I'm Brent. You guys know that from the sound of my dumb uh, voice. And with me is my good buddy, Adam, Kubrick loving Adam over here. <laughs> well, yeah. Hey guys. Um, yep. I'm, I'm definitely on the. On the Stephen Kubrick <laughs> bandwagon, Band- I don't know how I don't know how many jokes we've cracked. Yeah, Stephen Kubrick. Jo- jokes a little bit of a, a generous term, I think. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> there's something. It's something. But uh, yeah, we checked out Saving Private Ryan. Um, we were supposed to have our our dear friend mm-hmm. Luis Davila here to join us, but sadly he, he passed, passed away. away. <laughs> we didn't even plan that. <laughs> no, and we we not. just said it at the same. I was like, I'm gonna butt in and say that he died, and on the same. Yeah, because I was thinking that I'm gonna say that he yeah. died because. But sadly, he did die. Yeah. Um, and I mean, all jokes aside, hey, but good, but you know. good news though, mm-hmm. he might be resurrected and join us for another podcast mm-hmm. at a later date. Yeah. So, so maybe next week if he can. Yeah. Um, he's back from the he's dead. Actually, he, he's actually here with us right now, but since he's yeah. dead, he can't He's say in our anything. hearts, yeah. <laughs> no, his corpse is, is literally right oh, next yeah. to me. Oh, yeah, that too, yeah. I thought that went without saying. <laughs> uh, for this audio podcast that people can <laughs> not see anything around us. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, um, do you, do, do you want... I can give it. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's go ahead. A, you, you're you're the you find the best summaries. So go ahead and sum this one up. I don't if, know where if you, you mean best best summaries, I I literally type in IMDb <laughs> Saving Private Ryan mm-hmm. plot summary. There we go. Lay so us. so today the uh, plot summary that was given to us is by uh, good old J Zel- J dot. So I don't know his first name. It's J dot Zelman. All right. All right. It's a fun you. last name. Yeah, it's fun. It's great. <laughs> Opening with the Allied invasion of Normandy on June 6, 1944, members of the 2nd Ranger Battalion under Captain Miller fight ashore to secure a beachhead. Amidst the fighting, two brothers are killed in action. Earlier in New Guinea, a third brother is KIA. Their mother, Miss Ryan, is to receive all three of the grave telegrams on the same day. The United States Army Chief of Staff, George C. Marshall, is given an opportunity to alleviate some of her grief when he learns of a fourth brother, you guessed it, Private James Ryan, and decides to send out eight men, ocho men, 
Captain Miller and select members from the Second Rangers to find him and bring him back home to his mother. Dot dot dot. Mm. That's how he ended. You got you got that little yeah. ellip- ellipses That's or whatever. That good is. writing. Yeah, yeah. From uh, Zelda Man or whatever the fuck his name All right, was. Since, since uh, this is happening, since it has been happening, let's uh-huh. let's review his uh. i guess yeah we kind of have like gotten gotten into like uh summary reviews that one's good that one um very like just kind of lays out the basics uh some of my complaints with previous uh imdb summaries is that they give a little too much and it's like hey come on yeah it's like don't hit like all aspects of like all three acts it's like you're supposed to leave some for people to you know this leaves plenty to discover for yourself like for the bookends sure. and things like that yeah but you, you never know maybe people just want to throw up summary and they just want to hear mm-hmm. all the whole the whole damn that's spiel, true they're like know? i don't i want to know all about this movie before i even watch it <laughs> <laughs> for the first time honest every single story beat of this movie i want to know before i see it holy shit hold on <clears throat> I should have read the second summary below. Because oh, here it, we go. Yeah, it, because it was written by, I think private, pri- private mayor, HHC twenty ninth Aviation Brigade twenty ninth oh. Infantry Division. We got okay. some authenticity to these. All right, I'll just, here we go. Okay, yeah, let's 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 see. Let's see how this one goes. Mm-hmm. I'm legitimately intrigued. Yeah. I haven't read it, so I don't know if it's it's, it's probably like mm-hmm. really shitty. Watch. <laughs> After the invasion of Fortress Europe on June 6, 1944, Captain Miller leads a squad from the 2nd Ranger Battalion of the 29th Infantry Division on a mission to find and bring home Private James Francis Ryan after the death of his brothers. The mission takes them through Nazi-occupied territory to establish contact with Ryan's unit, an element of the 101st Airborne Division. This exciting war thriller brings the reality of history's bloodlust war into the homes of ordinary people, but also brings light to the reality of broken and lost families in the time of total and encompassing war. Dude, I like that one better, yeah. honestly. Thanks, Private Meyer. Private Meyer. That was nice. That was a very good one. solid summary. Really yeah, good. Yeah. <clears throat> really encapsulates everything nice and mm-hmm. a nice little bow on it. You know? Yeah, it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. I mean, what was what was your kind of general thoughts on uh, Saving Private Ryan? And I guess we can get into some of our little features that we have. Well, I thought this movie was complete shit, and mm-hmm. uh, it should have never existed. I think it's mm-hmm. an insult to the American populace, and especially to World War II veterans. Mm-hmm. It was not. I don't know how long I can keep, that, <laughs> yeah. keep that joke going. If you kept it the entire episode, <laughs> it's like, oh my god, everybody just hates you. Well, because like, I feel like I would just like die if I did that. Because I, because <laughs> I legitimately love this movie. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't want. Like, I know I usually say love movies a lot, but this one like is. I'll usually go back when I say love. I'll say, oh, I like that movie. I'll bring it down mm-hmm. with other movies. But this one's like solidly like one of the best films that has been made in mm-hmm. recent history or yeah. in cinema. Really. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, I think it's Spielberg at his absolute, absolute finest. Mm-hmm. I think his, his he actually won the Oscar for this one for directing. Did he, did he win Best Picture too? I actually don't know. No, I think sure. I think it, I think it lost out. Um, out of fucking Titanic, huh? Or think, something? No, that was the year I think before. Titanic, yeah. T- 
Titanic was next year, I think. Mm. But um, but yeah, it, it really shows on so many levels. Um, Steven Spielberg's uh, master at the art of film, like mm-hmm. he really like handles it so 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 well. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest things I love about this movie is that, um, and this is credit to Spielberg, is that he just knows pacing so goddamn well. Mm-hmm. He knows the up and downs and when to take a break and really when to escalate things. It's uh, it is a it's a it's a masterwork, and I mm-hmm. love this movie. Yeah, I mean, I I agree one hundred percent. Like I before we watched it tonight, I saw it again recently, maybe a month or two ago. <clears throat> and before that recent viewing, it had been quite a while. Like maybe oh geez, I don't even know, maybe ten years honestly since I saw it. And it was always in my head as like oh you know that's a, that's a great war movie, that's a great Steven Spielberg movie. It's it's great. I remember these like all these moments, but you don't realize it until you see it again. How just complete and how like tight it is and how a lot like a lot of that like i i you got to give credit to the writing like the writing is so good like the all of the the little uh character development moments like leading up to a big battle and it's like so well done and like that's totally in the writing too and like directing would be nothing without a great script but and I, i think i mean that's credit to spielberg too like he definitely knows how to pick them but also just the visual storytelling in this movie is like it's on another level. Like it's it's definitely it's I mean, viewing it again recently, this is I mean, I think this is probably my favorite Spielberg movie. And I if, yeah. And that's I know that wow. that coming from I mean, a guy wow. who I mean we talked about close encounters, I love it. Um E.T. E.T. <laughs> E.T. I, I'd really love too. But the thing is he has these different modes and I know I've touched on this before and I don't want to like dive too far down this well right now, but he has kind of the, the historian. Um, he has the kind of the entertainer, which is like jaws, um, ET I'd even say. And then he has like these wonder and also entertainer like Jurassic park and things like that. But this is like him in like the historical side of him, like at its absolute best. And, uh, I mean, yeah, from beginning to end, like, this, yeah, this movie's he, remarkable. Yeah, he really laid off the, the showmanship aspect that he usually does. Because, like, honestly, like, sometimes, like, I get really annoyed with Spielberg and his, um, too much emphasis, emphasis on, uh, on, uh, showmanship. Like, mm. entertainment. Yeah. yeah. He'll, because that's what he prioritizes in, his, in a lot of his films. And mm-hmm. that will take precedence over plot. A lot of time, and you can say that about Jurassic Park. That's what, yeah, that's what happens, and only a little bit in this film, just a tad. Mm-hmm. And that would be the third act. It was a little bit, um, um, from what I read historically. I'm not, I'm not like a military historian or a tactician by mm-hmm. any means, but from what I read, apparently, according to historians, everything was pretty much on the dot except for the third act. Like it was mm-hmm. the most. That was the and yeah. Spielberg's excuse was that um, he did it for cinematic reasons. I wish I remembered yeah. what the details were, but I mean, thinking back to the third act, um, you could see that it was kind of cinematic, mm-hmm. more so than tactical. You know? Yeah. No, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that because 
I mean, I guess that le- that leads into kind of talking about the beginning, I think, um, which, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, geez, man. Like, the, the Normandy beach scene is... One it's the best, the one, the best yeah. war scenes I've ever seen. In and my it's life. and it's really crazy because I didn't know that he didn't storyboard that yeah, stuff. Yeah, and to yeah, have yeah. these like very dense scenes where there are these character moments, and then the the whole thing is just like this fucking nightmare. Like mm-hmm. it's this absolute nightmare, like from beginning to end of it. And just like the opening when you're panning back in these, uh, what do they call those boats? The um, the I don't know. D-Day. You, you guys you know, know what I mean. Yeah. They're open. Yeah. You, you guys know. Open Everybody's casket. How, isn't that funny? Yeah. But, seriously. Uh, yeah. Uh, when it's when it's panning back in that and you mm-hmm. get like these um, just like I don't want to get in signature moves too early, but like you're, you're kind of seeing just them reacting to like the horrors going on around and you hear it because also the sound is incredible. Um, and it's a tribute to that too. But you're just seeing different guys in this boat reacting to what's going on. There's like three guys that are like vomiting. Uh, well, apparently the, yeah. the vomiting was, um, that was legit a problem like mm-hmm. in world war two. Like, I, yeah. Like I could imagine. a lot of people were just puking all over the place. And mm-hmm. I guess, uh, Spielberg, um, did his research super hard on this <clears> film. Yeah. And, uh, back to that, um, storyboard thing thing that i read that he said uh something along the lines of you know like he wanted he wanted the action to guide the camera mm-hmm. the action of the the battle scene and so when you're watching that battle scene it's it's very organic mm-hmm. you know it's like as if you were a soldier on the beach that's yeah i wrote that down that's what i was thinking yeah and you're like experiencing this battle and you're react and the camera's reacting how you would to this various sounds and the, the gore that's uh, surrounding you. Mm-hmm. I think that's what really adds to the immersion of the, the scene. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, it's, it's insane because like, like you just said, I mean, it's, it's, you feel like you're just a guy, you feel like you're private Johnson, like on the beach with your what a, what a choice of a last name yeah I, <laughs> I don't know it's like first, private Jones. private Jones sure let's like, go Jones dude, talk about Freudian slip man <laughs> yeah. like geez private and Johnson <laughs> but you you feel like you're a guy on this beach just like with your friends like the the camera does the camera's like uh it's like a like a human head almost it's like it's like peering over to see a guy whose intestines are like spewing out crying for his mom. And then it like peers back at like, it's just like, it's a character. Like the camera is a character right. in that opening scene. There's no music. It's really intentional. It's just like the music is, is just so the, crazy. Cause John Williams is such a crutch. <laughs> he, can be. he can be in this movie. I feel like the music was really subtle. Yeah. But effective. there's not a lot effective. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was used. Yeah. Definitely effectively. Um, and yeah, at the proper moments. Um, but yeah. Um, what did you have any other thoughts on the Normandy kind of scene? It's really long, like 20, it, it is. Minutes. Yeah. Because I hadn't seen this film since probably, what was it? what I say? Like five or six 2013, years? 20, 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I was hungover 
and, <laughs> and didn't get much sleep that night. Yeah, and would just sit in there. But when I saw this this film in clarity, um, that was when I was probably in middle school. You'd say. Mm-hmm. And, I feel like uh, me too. And uh, I remember seeing this movie, and I was like, "Wow, war is so awesome." <laughs> and it's yeah. just weird to see it now and i and i was watching that because like i love that scene in the the normandy scene uh-huh and then now i'm just like dude <laughs> it's like what are you thinking yeah, young like, i don't want to i don't want to like i don't want to be in that situation <laughs> you know it was just it was so brutal like yeah it's it it's, it's, it's horrible yeah it i mean it horrible. really lays out like the horrors of war and like since you were kind of talking about when you like last saw it i just kind of wanted to bring up um the first time i saw it because i think that kind of colored my experience of this movie even to this day because first of all i was way too young to see it like i remember walking out and kind of being scarred just because of the movie because i was like eight or nine i was born in 90s like eight or nine when it came out and when we saw it you know i was with like my family my parents uh, there were World War II vets sitting in front of us. Oh, really? Are you and serious? it was, dude, it, oh my God, it was so, it was powerful, man, because they were, they were weeping like during the Normandy scene. Really? And to have that, like, I don't know, it was, it was just such a weird moment because you're kind of experiencing this real life event, like through these guys that are like right in front of you. Mm-hmm. And it was just really like powerful. Like that moment is like one of the craziest moments I've had like in a cinema in my entire life. Just seeing them like react to this. Even the the whole movie, I remember um, actually when it was over too, they were crying. And it was just like, oh my God, dude. That's I'm like making myself emotional thinking about it right now. That's so, so crazy. That's yeah. insane. Mm-hmm. If there's anything... <laughs> If there's any way to really experience Saving Private Ryan, I guess that's to get some whip you up some WW2 vets and (laughs) go see it in the the cinema. But uh, yeah, I wish we go a historical context, but we'll we'll get there. Yeah, let's try to let's bookmark that. Keep that keep that in in our minds for that later segment. Yeah, sounds good. Um, Did you want to run through some uh, some trivia? Yes, sir. Let's do it. I was just gonna say about that trivia time. Let me take a look here. This is a nightmare. Oh wait, this I is have a nightmare close. Yeah, while you're looking for that, yeah, um, I did write down what the whole storyboard thing. Oh it yeah, said um, Spielberg didn't storyboard the sequence as he wanted spontaneous reactions and for the action to inspire me as as to where to put the camera. That's what he wanted. Mm-hmm. So it's like everybody was um, everybody was. Uh, improvising i guess would be the word well that that's insane like that's (laughs) because like when you watch i mean you get some base i mean like it's because apparently the cast when i when i read about the cast like the main cast had except for matt damon yeah yeah had uh gone through boot camp yeah like actual boot camp for the movie so they all have like a an awareness of how it is i don't know you know, combat training and whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you if you want to say like why Matt Damon wasn't wasn't a a part of it, um, yeah, I uh, let me see here. 
Well, you know. it does. It doesn't touch on that. Oh, I don't really? know. I don't know actually what no. you're talking oh, about. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, what happened? well, what happened was he Spielberg wanted to I not include. I just remembered include... actually. <laughs> <You can't do> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I just remembered, but yeah, you say because well, you got it. You got it. Matt, he didn't. He want. He didn't want to include Matt Damon because Matt Damon was was a uh, Private Ryan, and he wanted the cast to hate him. Yeah, despise because, him. Yeah, to despise him because mm-hmm. he didn't. He he didn't go through boot camp, so he didn't have to go through all that shit together. And every and it really aids to the plot because the guys are all like, you know, they see their friends dying just to save this one lowly mm-hmm. private, you know. Yeah. So it really adds to the the emotion to it. So that's why I think that um, even though I, I said improvising for that scene, I'm pretty sure they all like everyone there had some sort of like you know run down like all right mm-hmm. you're going to war scene shit's gonna happen yeah just keep doing what you think you're gonna do you know <laughs> well that's that's a perfect segue into a bit of trivia here <clears throat> uh number 10 the d-day sequence cost a whole lot of money <laughs> and, <laughs> well, no and shit, it is right? yeah the d-day scene alone cost 12 million dollars oh my god because of the logistical difficulties obviously and the realistic scope needed to complete the sequence this is crazy to me the entire budget of the movie was only 70 million that's a which good I think chunk. is yeah twelve million. That's true. Chunk, yeah. Like that's incredibly expensive. But uh, yeah, I found that interesting. Of course, it is expensive. Like if you're not going to storyboard things, you don't really have a plan, and you just kind of want to. It came out amazing, but like of course it's going to cost some. You money. know what? I think he didn't want to do the plan thing because D Day itself, historical context. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Like they had a big old plan, and all went to shit when everyone hey, landed. That makes you know? sense. Yeah. Like everything went chaotic. So and no one stuck to the book, so maybe Spielberg wanted to put that in his film there. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, some other bits real quick. Uh, the movie came together in a single day, uh, just meaning <clears throat> um, it was edited. What was that? Yeah, what no, was okay. So this is interesting. Saving Private Ryan was the only movie that Steven Spielberg directed up to that point in his career that he hadn't developed on his own. So he had screenwriter Robert Rodat's script. Uh, that was actually sent to Spielberg by his agent. Uh, in a stroke of luck, the script had also been sent to actor Tom Hanks, who also wanted to make the movie. Uh, Spielberg and Hanks, who had never worked with each other at that point, uh, that's, call- that's so ins- yeah really? called each called each other up when they found out they were reading the same script and decided to collaborate on the movie all in the same day. What a beautiful friendship! That's crazy, right? And they've worked that. together. It actually mentions Since. Catch Me If You Can, The Terminal, Bridge of Spies, Band of Brothers, and The Pacific. That's crazy. Yeah. This is what brought them together, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a nice little thing, too. Um, he was inspired to direct this movie because of his father. Uh, his fa- father, Arnold Spielberg, served in the U.S. Army uh, in the B-25 squad in World War II as a radio operator. B-25 squad? Yeah. Radio operator and B... I don't know what that means, but... A radio operator? Yeah, he was a radio operator yeah, in World War II. Yeah, he radios. Yeah. <laughs> is that what that means? Yeah, I'm, I'm, no I'm, a, I'm a big... Uh, a big World War II uh, buff. Uh, yeah, right, radios. Yeah, uh, radio operators, they operate radios. Yeah, ask me to, yeah, you know, the Allied forces were trying to fight. If you got a question, I'll answer it. I got all the answers about The Americans wars. were on the Allied side and were killing Nazis. No this, big deal. This is, a, this is a funny little small thing. Tom Sizemore was nearly fired. You know who that one was, right? Yeah, which Tom one Sizemore. Was he was the guy who was a boss at the end who kept getting shot with the rocket launcher. 
Oh yeah, the the the, the fat guy. Uh, he was almost fired <laughs> because he was heavily addicted to heroin. Pri- pri- oh uh, my god! Yeah, prior to filming. Uh, <laughs> This is, dude, this is actually this is actually amazing. In order to keep the movie in line and to force Sizemore to kick the habit, Spielberg swore to Sizemore that if the actor tested positive for drugs on set, even on the last day, he would fire him on the spot and shoot all fifty-eight days over again with somebody else. Holy shit! That's that's intense. That's yeah, intense. that's pretty nuts, dude. So mm. kick that heroin habit there, uh, Garth. Well, I mean, yeah. just real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so funny because. You know, remember I was telling you what that Reddit AMA that I that yeah, about the drugs in World War Two. Yeah, apparently, uh, I think meth was a rampant drug that was utilized in um, World War Two. I mean, fuck yeah, because like if if you're if you're in such a horrible situation such as war, I don't, I could not look down upon a man who does drugs. Like I can't. Yeah, who finds any any port in the storm, yeah, so to speak, any you know? form of of solace. So. <clears throat> yeah. Why didn't they just have him just do heroin? It would have been fucking... It would have been authentic, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Um. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm like half out of what you're saying. I'm like reading the next thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, he did... He was doing pre-pro on, on this and uh, the Lost World Jurassic Park at the same time. Ooh. Which let's let's be honest. I think the focus drifted a little bit further into this movie than uh, the Lost World. Hey man, there is some there is some Jurassic moments in uh, Saving Private Ryan. That's hey, for you're sure. right, you're right. Um, oh, this is crazy. So the the city at the end uh, was actually in a, that was a set. That the whole sit like city was they a all set. built it. Yeah, they wow. built like, the whole thing. It's um, impressive. Yeah. Considering, like, I thought it was just some dilapidated town that they found, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, uh... Fucking... Okay, so this touches on what I was saying earlier. For many veterans, the movie was too painful to watch. Uh, the film's battle scenes were so realistic to vets in the audience that the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs set up a nationwide toll-free hotline for vets and their families to call if they felt unsettled uh, by the war depicted on screen. Wow. That goes to show you, like, mm-hmm. how well done the film is made. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel really, really bad for those veterans who uh, had to kind of relive it. Yeah, right? it's yeah. But I think that for the rest of us who haven't um, endured the horrors of war, it's very uh, educational. Yeah, it gives you kind of a new. Not that you didn't respect them like before, I mean, but no, it puts you in their shoes. Like, I mean, the only context I have for war is Fast and the Furious. Like, I thought that. Mm-hmm. That's what war was. You know, yeah, you drive a bunch of cars, or or even um, uh, even precious, um, a novel based on the. <laughs> why are we going? Why, why did you? No, I know. I don't know. There's there's probably there's probably so many chances to crack that joke. <laughs> like honestly, like you probably could have saved that up for like a perfect opportunity. I, I know. Moment. I know. It's. It'll come back next week. I'm counting on it. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we need to like we need to give the audience something like, hey, when when did when did we reference uh, <laughs> Sapphire, <laughs> a novel based by Push? I know, right? A novel based by Push. <laughs> Not, I don't even know the name now. <laughs> the name is just gibberish. What is it? It's precious. A novel based on a no the. 
based on the novel Precious by Sapphire. No, no, no. That's based it. on the novel Push by Sapphire. Oh, yeah. I don't even Push. Know. Yeah, that's right. It's you push. know, the guy Push, the human being named Push who writes books. But anyway. By, um, by a literal jewel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> by a literal jewel. Uh, oh, man. God, so many scenes in this movie I wanted to talk about. Like, the scene... Um, yeah, like one of the most so there's a, some incredible imagery in this movie, <clears throat> just like really iconic images that you don't forget. Like the the one that actually sticks with me most is um, when Ryan's or the Ryan's mom finds out that like her she or she doesn't even find out yet. She sees the car driving up to the house and walks outside, and like the the shot is framed in like this perfect way where the doors open, and then in the right side of the frame you see. Um, boys. Yeah, you see all four of the boys kind of together, and then on the left side, it's the mom outside when uh, you know the army, you know the army guys get out of the car to tell her the bad news, and then she just like falls to the ground, and that's fucking heartbreaking. Mm. That scene, oh my god, is so good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no, I I love that scene too. It's. uh... It's super emotional because it's just it's just again the um, the the masterful filmmaking that Spielberg has and being able to just derive meaning without words like you can just piece it together as an audience member um, seamlessly you know mm-hmm. you just understand it without um, <clears throat> relying too heavily on the script. So. Yeah, that's that's something that I was thinking about a lot too. Is that like the most powerful character moments in the movie are they're all visual there's none that are like somebody saying a line to somebody it's like it's a visual moment it's like the head nod between um what's his name edward burns i know is the actor's name but to ryan at the end where it's like you know we hated you but after seeing you and you know saying that you know these are we're your brothers and you know, mm-hmm. that you don't want to leave your post. It's like, I can respect that at mm-hmm. least. You know what I mean? I'll give and, you an approval. Yeah, and it's like mm-hmm. so many just like these visual well, characters. especially the, so good. the, the uh, would you say the climax? Mm-hmm. Would you say this is the climax? The um, Tom Hanks on the, on the motorbike, on the bridge, and he's uh, firing yeah. his, uh, his pistol. Yeah. He just got wounded. I'd say that's the climax, yeah. And uh, the tank is coming at him, and... His inevitable doom is upon him. He just takes out his pistol, starts firing away. Mm-hmm. About probably about five shots in, that last shot, the blue those angels, those flying angels, come in and blow <laughs> the fuck out of it. Timed perfectly on the dot when he fires his pistol. Yeah, I love that scene. That Hell yeah, it's amazing. so good. It's so gratifying. Yeah, <laughs> you're just like, this is it, man. There's no way he's mm-hmm. he's getting out of this. This is hopeless. And then. Just to see that, um, see that bomb happen when he shoots his weapon. It's, mm-hmm. I can't think. It's just so perfect. It's yeah. So good. Yeah. I mean, and uh, we even talked about too. Uh, what is uh, what's that guy's? What the character's name is kind of in the third act. Kind of uh, the nerd. Of, yeah, the the nerd. He's literally yeah. He's a nerd. <laughs> yeah, like, he's sure. He's he's like the little wacky kind of quirky like. Oh, I'm dropping all my things. He's. He's like the very uh, clumsy, not battle ready. You know what's that actress's name? Um, he's like the rom com white blonde girl of Saving Private Ryan. 
Okay, that's a little bit I know, that's, insulting. <laughs> that's, it is. What, you hate He's a so soldier. Much. No, I, I know, and that's, to be 100% fair, that is a credit to this movie because he, that's his arc. That's completely his arc. He's kind of the guy who's sitting in the background observing things, not really um, super bookish. Assisting. And he, yeah. Because, like, he is the guy who reads all these books and knows war only through... The novels. Poetry and writing, yeah. And so he he constantly throughout the film. This is why this is why I like like his character a lot. Actually, mm-hmm. one of my favorite characters in the whole film. Mm-hmm. Pretty much like he there he was needed for uh, to be the German and French translator. And he was picked up by Tom Hanks, and throughout the whole film he was he would be given the context of whatever's going on, and then he would provide a a quote. That he know from his books mm-hmm. and you know everyone would give him shit about it and stuff like that and so he was you know he was a guy they would knock around because he's kind of nerdy dude yeah and uh so what happens that goes on and he wants to spare a german soldier's life you know because he thought it was wrong to just kill um a guy who was captured mm-hmm. you know so it goes on and then you get to the final battle scene and oh boy, uh, that that soldier that they released had mm-hmm. end up shooting um, Tom Hanks. Yep, and it's so tragic. Yeah, so tragic. I mean, he was. I mean, the whole the whole scene. You know, he was being a coward. He was just quivering in fear and could not handle the situation. Mm-hmm. And one of the most one of the most gratifying parts is that he ends his arc on the. Like throughout the whole film, you just totally disrespect this guy. You hate him. He's not acting like a, like I, a yeah. Like a I mean, I didn't until the end. Like I, yeah. I, I like him. I like him. And then at the end, it's like, come on, dude. But it's that's yeah, like I was saying. Something. That's one hundred percent to the movie's credit. It's like because the the I, the writing is so good that I can like. It's like God, what are you doing, dude? Like these, you're letting characters that like we've come to care about die, and you're not doing anything to help them. Mm. And then when it like kind of wraps his arc up in the end you're like oh yes okay yeah he like, uh he captures a whole squad of german soldiers and then kills the and kills the guy who kills um i love Tom america it's, Fuck al- <laughs> it's it's almost like despite everything that he had done that was disrespectful it's almost like it just evaporated in that moment like he finally realized and understood how war really was mm-hmm. you know um that's why I, I don't know it's such a powerful scene when he does that yeah yeah i mean and then um it's like the the whole <laughs> uh smoking thing too that like he kind of touched on where like he arrived and that he was like they offered me cigarettes and i said no i don't smoke like as he's smoking a cigarette <laughs> yeah. and that just like signifies like this guy's changed since he's been here because he's mm-hmm. seen some shit and so, yeah, I mean, that, that his arc is really, really interesting. Yeah, I mean, like, in terms of development... He's kind of, of the only one with an arc? Yeah, he's the only one with the arc. Pretty much. Like, Tom Hanks is pretty static. Um, the rest of the squad's pretty static. And Matt Damon doesn't have enough screen time to even develop one, so he's the one. He's really... The, he's the main character. Yeah. He's I mean, his, name, his name's in the, in the title. But um, no, not 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 a. Oh yeah, no, no he the is. nerd guy. Yeah, the nerd guy. He is he, he really is. That's something I was trying to think of too, 
um, in the movie, I was like, who who is our main character? Mm-hmm. And yeah, like about halfway through, I was like, oh, it's it's this guy. It's the little nerdy guy. Mm-hmm. It's like if 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 you had to pick someone, because when you're watching like an ensemble movie that is so heavily like when all the characters are developed and um, I, as well as they are in this movie, which I think they are pretty well. Yeah then um, it's hard to kind of nail one down. But I definitely would say that he is the, the lead, or the main character, I should say. Right? The focal point, at least. You know? I mean, everyone's going to say it. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, on the billing, it's probably Tom Hanks. For sure, yeah. Um, well, if we want to get into Tom Hanks, man. Oh, let's oh, get into Tom Hanks. <sighs> yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, I love Tom Hanks. Oh, like I was saying, Amer- I just want America's a big old, dad. A big old hug from him. Yeah. My, uh, Bucket list item. One one item on the bucket list. Are you hug listening, from... Tom Hanks? Are you listening, Tom Hanks? One hug. That's all we ask. Look, yeah. There's not. I don't. I don't want you to invite me to your parties or you know take me to your house, have a few don't, drinks. No. Don't, don't send me a typewriter. He does that. You've seen that on Reddit. He yeah. sends motherfuckers typewriters. Yeah. Don't send me a picture. Yeah. Just. A hug. That's no, all we not ask. even. Not even a long hug. Just. Mm-hmm. Just a simple. Real like, quick one. A real quick one. You can hug both of us at the same time. Group if, hug. If that will, if that will uh, save you some time, Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. You know, and if anyone listening can make this happen, mm-hmm. you know, just email uh, us at stickerfridge at gmail at gmail dot com. Uh, CC <laughs> Tom Hanks. Uh, subject line: Tom Hanks hug. Hashtag America's dad. Yeah, and uh, if you can set that up, we will love you forever. You would make two boys very happy. <laughs> They're gonna say you you would make two boys into men. It <laughs> doesn't even make sense, but it's fun. Um, it's, it seems, it's, a little, it's a little suggestive. It is a little bit. Um, yeah, but I mean, dude, Tom Hanks. Oh my god, he's so great in everything. Yeah. He is so good in this too. Um, really, uh, like not showy at all. Like it's very yeah, uh, subdued sure. mm. and very like quiet. But, um, like, oh, man, so that's good. Why, like, that's why we keep... I mean, it's not, like, a bad thing that we actually, you know, hold dad thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not... It's someone who has, like, this immense... Um, his, he has charisma, but not showboatingness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has, like... He seems sincere in yeah, everything. A man does. with plenty of experience, but not prideful. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, it's that's why it gives that really father-like type thing. And um, that's how he that's how he was betrayed in the film is that he was it, it, he was the captain of his squad, but he was really like their father because like, mm-hmm. like he was the oldest one and was a bunch of young dudes, yeah you know, and he was like their dad, yeah know, fought, and he's or, a shepherd, and mm-hmm. they were his sheep, yeah, or I mean the easy comparison too is like he's like their teacher, I mean he's an English teacher right and i that I love. The, the more I see it, and like I even loved it this time more than when I saw it recently, um, the scene where Tom Sizemore's character is like aiming a gun at Brooklyn guy. Jesus, I really should have picked up on their names. Uh, he's so like aiming a pistol. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of characters. No, uh, what is it? Uh, budget Sam Worthington? Yeah, yeah, pre, pre-Worthington. Um, yeah, he's like aiming a, a pistol at him, and it's just intense. Like it's intense as hell because uh, pre-Worthington... Uh, budget, what's his name? Budget, budget Sam, Sam Worthington. Worthington yeah. um, 
like he wants to kill this this guy, this this you know Nazi soldier that they captured, who like may or may not have killed you know their uh, Giovanni. He, well, or he wanted he wanted to just uh, say fuck fuck the mission. Like he didn't want to say yeah. Rock he wanted to Ryan. leave. That's he just right. To leave, go mm-hmm. fight the war. You know, he didn't think that this guy was worth it anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, like, obviously, that's disobeyed. Uh, the uh, commands of his captain. And yeah, then, and then yeah, and then Sizemore being the guy, yeah. kind of the middleman there, being saying, uh, "I don't think so." Just like, like all of all of the dialogue too is so great. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm gonna shoot you in your stupid mouth. You never shut the hell up. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. and uh, just like it's so good. Like uh, the just like this definitely due to the writing, but like uh, Tom Hanks just like kind of cutting through the tension by. Just, like the, the conflict management yeah. that yeah. he's uh, using here by being like, uh, what's the what's the uh, what's pot the, on me now? Yeah, what what's the what what's it up to now? Yeah. And everybody being like, hmm? and then he gets into his story because he realizes like that will relieve this tension yeah, does, that's happening. It's yeah, so he doesn't good. even say because everyone like was it the uh, Adam Goldberg and uh, another guy was trying to enter like like pleading with uh, Tom Hanks to. Mm-hmm. interject like do something because it's escalating mm-hmm. and tom hanks like his character his character he doesn't even he doesn't say stop it he doesn't say like, he doesn't yell mm-hmm. at them to fall in line yeah which he was he had all the authority to do so he had all the authority to do mm-hmm. so instead he interjects with a playful like thing that everyone um like everyone uh, knows about and can relate to, and that they're like interested, yeah, in. interested in, and that that's something I was thinking about watching it again too. Is that 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 that's like a kind of a, a thing that they touch on a few different times. That there's this kind of bet going for you know where's where's the captain from? Nobody knows. It's a mystery. Yeah, what does he do? Like, what's his occupation? And I, I feel like that is a card that he was kind of keeping in his pocket to the kind of dire keep... times. Exactly. Yeah. And to like, keep these guys going hmm. because there's this mystery and like, it's serving his own purpose too, because he said like, um, back home, I tell somebody what I do and they say, Oh, whatever. But here it's this big mystery. Like that's what he says. Right. But it also serves this other purpose of like, like if this is going to keep, if this is the thing that keeps these guys going, then so be Keeps it. We'll together, have that. Yeah. yeah. And that's what's, and then this is the moment that he used it in. And it's like, Oh God. And it's so good. His, I, I can't remember the dialogue he said specifically, but I just remember being so, um, charmed and sucked into that scene. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. you just hear Tom Hanks have a little monologue and you're just like, <laughs> that's it <laughs> like so you good. just fall in love you know what i mean it's like you just you you listen like mm-hmm. when that guy like when that guy sits you down you're like oh yeah all ears man. yeah all ears, all ears. It's, yeah, it's great <sighs> yeah it's good stuff but um oh let's um let's do some um signature spielberg moves you got okay. some up your sleeve um, i know you do yeah, I mean the obvious one, which I already touched on, is Spielberg face. It's it's the reaction shots. Is that is that what you're it's, calling it now? I mean that's a good one. <laughs> Spielberg face. Yeah. I mean yeah. I'll just yeah. I like that. Um, everybody everybody uses it, but the thing is, Spielberg realizes it's more important to see humans reacting to an event than to see the event, and. 
I mean, you see the event a lot of the times, but even in that Normandy scene, like that's the perfect kind of encapsulation of it. You don't see what's happening outside the boat. You see these guys reacting to it because that seeing just visually seeing another human being like emoting and just going through an event, it, you're just in it. You're like yeah, in that like, you, you emotional can, space. You can, um, you can view the event on the film, but mm-hmm. you know, to a certain degree, you can't suspend your disbelief. You're gonna, you're gonna know that, yeah, this is just a film I'm watching. Mm-hmm. But when you view the reaction from the actor, you can very, you, it, it adds another layer of, of uh, empathy. You know, mm-hmm. you can like, okay, I can understand way more of what they're going through because I can perceive their emotions about. Well, them. and then that's. I mean, this is kind of on like a bigger scale, but like that's what he's always trying to do, right? Like that's what he in in every scene he, even in exposition scenes, he's trying to get us to know these characters better, to relate to the characters better, to like understand where they're coming from more, and that's that's something that he's always um, he's always trying to like capture in every scene that he does. Um, another one, uh, so he likes to have scenes that are really dense, like a lot going on, like they're trying to do different things. Uh, one that comes to mind is the kind of long shot when they first it's kind of set up camp on the Normandy beach. And then it's it's like a long shot. It's like maybe a minute and a half or so, and it's following... <clears throat> it's Who is it? Following? It's Tom Hanks and his commanding officer. Who is the command? Oh, it was the, the guy with the mustache. Was yeah, it, Benicio Del Toro. Yeah, yeah Benicio Del Toro. Uh, Burt Reynolds, I think. Burt Reynolds was there too. I don't know why no. Benicio del Toro. Why was that the thing? I don't, I don't it was a why, white guy with a mustache. Yeah, I don't know why. It, it was like the first name that popped in my head. I was like, "Fuck it, let's do it." <laughs> but uh, oh god, I'm gonna. Oh, by the way, uh, lack of Mexicans in this film <laughs> offended. No black people too, and no women barely. <laughs> no transgender they could, people. They probably should have put like a black guy in it, but. <laughs> No, That's actually, a- if we're gonna be real here about the World War about World War Two authenticity, they had separate units for the uh, for the black for black mm. units and they had white units. So they actually, mm. yeah, that explain it. Uh-huh. There, there they had plenty of Italians. That's where they didn't split up shirt. the Jews from um, Yeah, <laughs> either or uh, the Vin Diesels, the Goldbergs, and um... <laughs> the Vin Diesels and the Goldbergs. <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I was just talking about that shot. Um, yeah, on the sorry, beach yeah. where it's kind of, uh, you know, yeah, we're, yeah, we're yeah. coming down. We're coming down they had from those pipes that uh, that went into the sand or whatever. Is that what you're talking? No, about? it's well after that, after okay. the action when it's uh, the the next kind of exposition dump. It's oh, kind of derogatory, okay. but it's not that yeah. bad. Where they the scene where they basically introduce the the main character, the nerd guy. Yeah, yeah um, where they're walking on the beach and you're just seeing like the jeeps results. pass yeah. in front of the camera. You're seeing troops. Yeah, uh, organizing the back. Yeah, the extras in this movie are crazy. And then meanwhile, you're seeing uh, Tom Hanks and then his commanding officer walking in um, and then talking about, you know, what the next mission is. And then, like, it tracks into, you know, the group that is going to be basically our, our main characters for the movie. Yeah, that's it's, it's so crazy because, you know, as I was watching it, like, I wasn't even thinking about that stuff. And that's what makes it so good. Because you just feel like yeah. you're just 
you're there. I don't know. It's like it's like I, you feel like it, the yeah. camera is actually there. On I'm I'm so happy you just said that because that that's like the thing to me that makes Spielberg well, so cinema good. Come alive. That's what makes cinema. Yeah, uh, yeah, real, and it's, you know? it's um, and he, yeah, he's he's great at it, and that that's something that I've always like. I've I've only kind of recently caught on that he is kind of a master at it. And it's really hard to put into words. Like it's really hard to kind of, you know, well, vocalize. Anyway, if, if, if you've ever, I mean, you and I both have experience in, mm-hmm. I mean, limited experience in directing. <laughs> yeah. But even on a small scale, like and with our short films, mm-hmm. it's a fucking task. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like it's hard to just get everyone like organized, everyone to be on time. And he, I mean, everyone know. Even if everyone knows what they're doing, you still gotta direct them like very expertly. If if you know, there's a lot of things going on. And then when you watch this film, there's so much shit going on, mm-hmm. and it seems so like it's almost like a. It's almost it's weird because it's almost tragic because you have a regular, you'll have regular audience members. Who'll just watch it and like, oh yeah, you know, like, mm-hmm. and like, they'll be, um, they'll be used to it. I mean, it's effective because they're they're not really paying attention to the background because mm-hmm. it's effective, but they don't appreciate the amount of work that went into yeah. how it looks so seamless. Yeah, you know, and that's that, what Spielberg is so great at doing yeah. is making you just dissolve into the movie. Ex- you know? Yeah, exactly. Like it's. It's it's really hard. Yeah, I mean it's it's what he does. <laughs> it's what he does so well, and I think kind of a good way to put it is that every medium of storytelling has its own language, and cinema is no different. And I think that Spielberg like just knows that language so well, and that he can make you just fully understand what's happening. And it can't be understated how skilled you have to be to do that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's like just because something is like okay yeah i understand everything that's happening here blah 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 it's like you can't it's that takes a lot of skill and to make it look that natural you know what i mean so i don't know this movie really definitely showcases that um more than even a lot of his, his other movies although i think in all of his movies he has he has bits and pieces of that at least but on this grand scale that's a thing Mm -hmm. that's a whole difference like the scale of this one is just so um enormous Mm -hmm. enormous yeah i was trying to think of a pun there but it kind of worked out Mm -hmm. but i don't think it worked out (laughs) you get viewer (laughs) listeners you got it my shitty co-host here doesn't understand didn't get jokes Good pun. <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really glad that you're that you agree with that because I I well that, why that's, wouldn't I? Well, it's because that's something that that to me I've I've noticed. Like that's why I love Spielberg. That's why to me he's better than Kubrick because there is a a language that's at play in in movies and cinema that Spielberg don't I mean don't get, Kubrick I mean don't get me wrong Kubrick is amazing at it too. I mean, but the nuance. I'll save. I'll save the rebuttal for uh, for next Next week. week. Okay. You know, I think that. um, Like that's gonna be good. We will see. uh, Well, we'll just say, yeah, we're gonna we're planning on seeing um, uh, 
Uh, we changed it just now just because we saw Saving Private Ryan and we plan on seeing a full metal jacket next week. And I think it'd be a nice follow up to this one since, you know, it's, a, mm-hmm. it's another war movie. So it'll give, it'll give a really good like showdown, like who can, you know, who does uh, war yeah. movies. Yeah. I mean, when you, know. you, when you like just kind of juxtapose them, you know, yeah, yeah. juxtapose like these guys working in the same uh, genre, like what, what are they doing differently? And I'm really glad that we're doing them back to back. Cause that's going to be and so on interesting. That note, let's do Kubrick's version <laughs> of uh, saving private Ryan. For that, also tune in next week to right, just like <laughs> just just watch like Full Metal Jacket. No, I mean, <laughs> oh god, dude, that's so interesting. Because I, th- I think that what 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 Cooper would do is probably cut down on the uh, dialogue between the soldiers, kind of get rid of, um, kind of get rid of uh, their likability, like not get rid of the likability completely, but reduce it down more. Mm-hmm. And make the horrors of war way more apparent. Like, not to say that this movie, Saving Private Ryan, was um, lacking in gore and horrors because <laughs> there was there was plenty. Yeah. Of that. But I think I think uh, Kubrick would have done um, much more horrifying <clears throat> stuff. Honestly, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and he'd probably delve more into the vices of, of the soldiers more like what I could see that. Yeah. Um, like I said, like, you know, drug use and, and, uh, actually betraying fellow soldiers, you know, getting really in the yeah. nitty gritty of like men at war. Yeah. Know? I mean, if, so this movie is th- there, there's definitely some kind of gray areas, morally in this movie there definitely are mm-hmm. but in the in a large sense it's black and white you have the americans they're on the same side facing off against these evil nazis you know what i mean and 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 that's me reducing it more being more reductive than i want to be but i think i think kubrick would amplify the those gray areas uh, Which I would love more, to see. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna see it next week. I mean, but it, we yeah. kind of, uh, if we're being honest, we kind of have his version of Saving Private Ryan a little bit. No, I no? would say no because Vietnam was a whole of, different thing. When I no, even so, like completely serious, like mm. um, Full Metal Jacket is again uh, Kubrick's typical two movies in one. Because mm-hmm. yeah, that's um, true. Full Metal Jacket. I mean, I'll just I'll briefly say this, and we can just move on from it because we don't want to spend too much time. But anyways, like you know, Full Metal Jacket. You, the first half of the movie is not even in Vietnam; it's in boot camp. And then um, I forget about that. Yeah, yeah. And then that's, the second part. I totally is, forgot is about that. That's crazy. So that's why I would say that they're different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I. I I don't know. I think I think uh, Kubrick would have done a lot of glorified, glorified and beautiful battle um, battle scenes. Like they would be absolutely like mm-hmm. almost to the point of glorifying war. That's what Kubrick would um, yeah would show. Um, I don't know because like Saving Private Ryan wasn't too wasn't really too far off of what I could see Kubrick doing honestly because mm-hmm. this was not like it was not. 
it's not like Saving Private Ryan wasn't um, like it, it did have like you said the gray areas. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's it's hard for me to say like like sure we could say Close Encounters or E T would be fucking weird for Kubrick <laughs> to do you know but this is like E T. Oh my god, that would be amazing. Oh, why didn't we watch E.T.? Maybe I'll do that. We'll see. I don't know, man. That'd be great. <laughs> Save that conversation. Just to talk about that. Yeah, just to, I mean, we could always just, like, bullshit it. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, same probably Ryan, like, honestly, like, I, I don't see... Like, I feel like if Kubrick were alive... Well, he probably... He died in 90... 99, man. He so that's kind of close. It. He might have seen it. He might have seen movie. it. No, this came they out were in 98. Good, they were good buddies. They were good I, buddies. I bet he yeah. probably gave him a screening of it. Yeah. So he probably, I mean, I'm, I'm be really interested sure, to see what he thought. I'm pretty sure Kubrick um, loved this movie if he did see it. Mm-hmm. I, wouldn't, I would not put it. You know what he probably would have said is, Spielberg, you're a better director than me. That's it. That's bottom line. That's, and um, that's the. And Brent Carroll is uh, your best friend. Yeah. And you guys are best he's buddies. O- he's only eight, but already he's your best friend. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry that you like the old <laughs> J-dick. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I didn't say the word. Okay. Oh, so it's fine. It's though. fine. I didn't say the word. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, did you want to do context of the time? I guess we kind of did already. Do you have anything oh, you yeah. to say um, about that? Oh, yeah. So this was released in 1998. And... Um, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of interesting things that could give it some context because uh, Titanic was released in '98. You know, so that was a. I guess mm. that was a big year for movies. I that mean, came out in '90. I thought it came out in '97. Um, I, I saw it was just 1998. Maybe. Okay. I mean, close proximity, but. Well, it was in theaters. Did you know this? It was in theaters for all over. I could be wrong, but I'm close. If I'm wrong. For over a year, I was not in theaters, surprised at that. which is insane. Because people but... just wanted to keep fucking watching that goddamn yeah. movie. Titanic is okay. I agree. I'm in the it same boat. I'm on the same, same ship boat? as you. We're heading for the same iceberg We're... because, yeah, that movie is fine. And I watched it, it a lot as a kid seriously... and liked it a lot. But Well, because I just wanted to see Rose's tits. Like, that was about it. I, I... I was like, the number of... I'll just say this and leave it there. The number of times that I paused that VHS tape is innumerable, and I'll leave it at that. No, That's... seriously, it, you, you with the Titanic, you had the two VHSs. Yep. And I don't know which part it was. It was on tape two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, those tits were lit. Those tits were lit. Titanic, fine, anyways, fine. Anyways, what were we talking about? Nothing to do. But no, what I wanted to mention was um, two things that I, I think were relevant were that in the '90s the rise of the internet. So that was a it was a big old thing, and mm. so because um, I remember as a child when I you know growing up in the '90s and I was always looking to the future. I was like. Mm-hmm. This internet shit is gonna be really cool. Got all these computers. Yeah, you know, like the future's where it's at. It's really great. Yeah, man, that's crazy. We must have had garbage dial-up internet when this movie came out. That, yeah, yeah, that just blows my mind to think about. But like back then, that was like fucking crazy. You know, mm-hmm. this was nuts. All this technology was rising. The home computer, video games, all that stuff. Yeah. And this movie comes out. And I think it was just such a great movie to come out at that particular time. Mm-hmm. 
Because it's... Because, like, the first scene of the film is an old man, an old World War II veteran, mm-hmm. you know, at, at the graveside of all <clears throat> these, uh, all these, uh, parish soldiers. Yeah. And, you know, at the end, of course, it, it wraps it up with a, <laughs> a tear jerky. I, I would feel scene. remiss if we didn't, like, just touch on that fucking Yeah, thing, hold, hold that thought. Okay, yeah. Hold that thought. But, um, it's just, like, the, the, the power behind seeing, like, this 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 elderly man who was a veteran and in 98 you know really interesting and uh with all this rise in technology and this this uh movie like makes you look back and just like see where how far we've come and all these people who have done uh how we've come their duty yeah yeah for the country Mm -hmm. and i think that's uh i think that's what was I think that's why this movie was probably most effective during 98. Yeah. You know? Dude, that is that is such a good point. I agree 100%. Like Yeah, just the just the way that these these bookends, these kind of like this frame story is in in modern day and I I think that's definitely why people connected with it and probably probably vets too like in a way Same like age, that's yeah. like that's how this this is their guy. This guy's their age. And then he remembers these events, and yeah, that's that's a really good point. Another thing, the other, the last thing I wanted to bring up was that another big thing was Germany was reunited in 1990. Hmm. So, um, you know, East and West um, Germany, mm-hmm. obviously communist Germany, and just in 1990, yeah, it was real recent. That Berlin Wall went down late. Was it late 80s? Yeah, Reagan. Yeah. Well, he's like, uh, man, we just great impression. That was great. Respectable. Well, he's, yeah, he is. We're a bunch of alt writers right here. But, anyways, no, um, I just think that, like, having this movie and then just is great because you understand, like, what was the inception. Mm-hmm. of the reunification of Germany. Like because right when World War Two was um was ended, Germany split into two, you know, East and West. Mm-hmm. And then you see this movie like where was the uh the beginning of it and it gives you uh, such a great um context for it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why maybe this uh this film was also um was made just to remind you of that current events are still um affecting mm-hmm. what's going on but yeah, yeah um baby um uh baby boomers were about uh, 30 to 40 years old something like that no way are you serious around that time well wait that's no you're mom, right that's our that's our that's our parents yeah, yeah you're that's right that's wow that's and, just crazy i mean that's when they're at their prime of like you know really like getting really involved with their families like mm-hmm. um and then you know you can forget about you know grandpa and stuff. So that's why like that's why it always cheers me up. Like whenever I see like mm-hmm. Grandpa Damon, you know, just like yeah, you know, they're talking oh, about it. Man, it's, it's... that 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 ending line of was I tell, a good man? Tell me I've led a good yeah. life. Tell me I'm a good like, man. Like ah, oh, that breaks me yeah, because it breaks it's me. this this guy. And they don't even tell you what he did. Yeah, you know, like that's the most powerful part about it. Exactly, it's just it's so powerful that you 
this this whole movie <laughs> oh god it's so good like this whole movie you see the sacrifices that these guys like the the conflict the the shit these guys are dealing with to save this one guy you meet him at the end they all resent him he lives and then at the end you just see the guy who you know at the beginning of the movie you thought was Tom Hanks because of the the misdirection mm. and then you just see him like break down and he's like please tell me like I think honestly I think watching it just now is the first time I've caught and I don't know how this is possible but what Tom Hanks says to no, me it, no no I'm the same right what did, to, what did he say earn it earn it God, God, he, he so sounds like good. he says Ernest. Yeah, he says Ernest. subtitles. Thank you, subtitles. Yeah, but ah, oh, dude, and it's so good because it's like you can, like it makes you, can, you want to cry because like it's just yeah, it's like you think about yeah. like all the shit that yeah. he went through, and he's like, you better earn this shit. Yeah, exactly. it's like it's like God, have I have I lived the life that does these guys sacrifice Honors, justice yeah. and honor? Yeah. And it's, it's, God, it's masterful. It's so good. I mean, just two little words, you know, like, it's just so powerful in that yeah. moment. Because given the context of everything just collapsing on you. Mm -hmm. Oh, I also wanted to, I mean, this is a little trivia. Mm -hmm. um, the film is loosely based on World War II life stories of the Nyland brothers, actually. So it was, oh. um, apparently there were a, there were, I think, four brothers I read, and they thought, they thought three of them were dead, and they wanted to go save the the one mm -hmm. that was left. But actually, kind of happy ending. Mm -hmm. One was um, a POW, so he wasn't actually okay. dead. Huh. So yeah, but the uh, other two died. Yeah, they yeah. were for sure killed in that. Like, happier than happier three than of them dying. Yeah, I guess exactly. So. Oh man, that's wild. Yeah. Do you have anything for uh, for historical context? Um, no, I mean not maybe that I really. I mean, I was thinking uh, this is like post Gulf War. I didn't know if that maybe factored in some way. True. Yeah. yeah. I have nothing to add to that. I just think like it's it came out. When did the Gulf War end? Ninety four. Early nineties. Yeah. Yeah. So it I don't know. I don't know as, if that short as it was really short. Yeah. So. Um, but. I mean, no, I mean, beyond the uh, being in the theater with the vets, I mean, I don't really have a lot more um, to add, really, in that regard. All right. Well, um, I guess that, I guess that uh, wraps up uh, mm -hmm. today's podcast. Uh, do you want to give, give your final thoughts about the uh, Yeah, I mean, th this movie, I don't think it's understating uh, or overstating. What the, I don't know. That uh, this movie is a masterpiece. I mean, it's... What, what I alluded to at the beginning and didn't even ever get into is that, I mean, you can say this is an action movie, but I don't think any of the air quote action scenes are really action scenes. Um, they're, you know, building characters. There's character development happening in those scenes. It's never, it's, it's thrilling, but because you're kind of, you're scared for all of these characters and it, it's, it's, it all goes down to, you know, you I mean, feeling for these characters. I mean, there's different tiers of action movies, and I think, you know... Yeah, that's... more more action. I don't know. But when, when you look at a movie like... Um, I was thinking a lot about Hacksaw Ridge, just because it's kind of fresh in my brain. That movie, I think, glorifies war. No, it in does a way. not. I absolutely disagree no, with you. No, it is an anti-war film. The, I mean, the guy, it's, it's The guy violent. literally doesn't... He's a pacifist. It's an anti-war movie. <laughs> 
Are you crazy? The way that he shoots war scenes glorifies war. The way that he shoots them. Are you serious? I was like, I don't want any of that. Well, that yeah. That is not glorification. Yeah, because he... No way. He, he loves you the violence the ex- of it. You took the exact... It's wrong. Okay, like, whatever. That is not what... Anyway. Like, even though Gibson... <laughs> no, let's finish this. All right. like, even though Gibson, like, is has done action scenes, fair enough, whatever. Like, action movies. He's mm-hmm. good at it. The intent of the movie is incredibly anti-war. It's, it is super anti Okay, I agree with you with the message. I think the message is contradicted by his directing. Because the me- because the directing, the the action scenes, when it got to those action scenes, I found myself sitting there being like, it's like, oh, fuck it. Yeah, you killed that guy. Yes, that was no, brutal. I was not like that. I was well, like, I, this is Okay, horrible. well, we just had totally mis... mis- I don't know, different readings serious? of that movie. Yeah. I would have been like, I don't... I'm not... I'm not down because he was saving the Japanese soldiers. Like I don't know. Like this was not. Yeah, I don't it know. It was not. It was totally anti-war. Like I agree with you. That's that's the message of it for sure. I think it, even the scene he gets he gets scenes, a little so... excited when he directs action. Well, I mean, have you been in a war before? Yes, I have, Adam. All right. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, this is the podcast about we just watched uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, uh, this is the Spielberg, Kubrick, uh, and now Gibson podcast where we compare all three of them together. No, but um, I mean, just yeah, wrapping up my thoughts. Uh, I yeah, I mean, I I love this movie. Um, it's really it's really really close to the top of Spielberg. I think this is him at his most cinematic, uh, just like masterful and like nuanced he, he knows exactly what he's doing nothing is too showy um the character i mean the writing is great i mean i can't give that enough credit like the writing for this movie is so good um yeah i love it what about you um i mean like i said like at the beginning i mean just uh rewind if you want to listen to my ultimate thoughts about this movie mm-hmm. now i'll just give you a recap <laughs> you know i love this movie i think it's um it's solidly number one Spielberg of mine, I'd say. Um, and I absolutely love Jurassic Park, except for its deviation from the book, I would say. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Well, also Raiders. Oh, my God, Raiders is so good. Yeah. He, has some, he has some solid stuff. But if, this if, Spielberg in, guy, in a, he's, he's coming on up, this guy. He's good. <laughs> if any, I mean, like, if... Because I I have to choose this one as my number one just because, um, it's like if you want to see cinema at its purest form, like you want some of that pure like pure white grade A cinema, cinema right in your just mainline cinema. Yeah, like right here. on on a on a um on a. Uh, educational level and on an entertainment level on a whole spectrum of levels this movie is really what you should see you know so i love this movie um spielberg you did it you got me (laughs) you got me spielbs but i still think kubrick's a better fair enough you're a big loser (laughs) I i can't end it on a good note about spielberg right
<laughs> yeah, Fuck I mean, that you have guy. To, he's a pile of he's garbage. garbage. I lied. This movie's terrible. Yeah. I was, I was, <laughs> I was being honest at the beginning. Save uh, Pride, Rob Moore, like saving stupid <laughs> idiot guy, idiot <laughs> guy. <laughs> <laughs> Real clever. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, guys. I mean, thanks for thanks for listening to episode seven. Next week, uh, we're gonna be doing uh, Full Metal Full Jacket. Full Metal Jacket by Stanley, Stanley Kubrick. Kubrick. So. Um, Nineteen eighty? No, later that was, than that. that. That was early eighties, I think. Yeah, we'll find After that Shining. out. We'll find that out it's next. Not week. that episode. Yeah, uh, we'll probably eight. have a guest, but I guess we'll see. Maybe, yeah, we'll, we're gonna try to resurrect Louise here. Maybe I'll. He'll, yeah, he'll wake up. Like, he's smelling a little bit. He has some maggots <laughs> yeah. crawling out of his ears. That quick? Jeez, yeah, it's it's, it's he's decaying fast he's over a here. Magnet of mag maggots. He's like, <laughs> what you would call a maggot magnet. <laughs> but anyway, like um, a lot of those soldiers on. The, all right. Yeah. Anyways, in the movie. All right. Thanks for uh, tuning. Well, uh, maybe we should give a little updates here and there. I mean, we're yeah. Um, be sure to tune in to. Um, Fam Films uh, Movie Club, which is our other sticker fridge podcast, and um, we're actually going to be recording. Uh, what is it, Charlotte's? Well, it's the the timing of release is going to be all weird, so I wouldn't even mention. We're season two is probably happening oh, by the time you're listening to this. Why not? Uh, right. We're gonna be yeah, we're doing another one tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> And yeah, we have stuff coming like out. Like, like it's a big fucking deal. Charlotte's Web. That's what we're watching. Yeah, who cares? It's like, a big secret. You guys are gonna yeah, be so excited. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> like, any, like anyone, anyone listening actually made it through the end here. Anyway, we can talk a whole bunch of shit about the dudes right now if we wanted to. They're not gonna listen. But yeah, uh, yeah. So we're gonna be recording that. And I think we're gonna do a, a quick uh, film this weekend. So um, yeah, uh, by the time this comes out, I think Time probably. Slice will be out. So search I Time hope Slice. So. All we gotta do is record Big Slice's parts, which we're gonna do like in the next I, week. So episode one, I hope so. Yeah, but um, yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in again. My name's Brent, and I'm Adam, and see you next week. See you.